0: Welcome to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy, two guys heading
1: out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And both of us are feeling the pressure of time restraints and travel right now. Yes, yes, we and are. This is, is hacking a your lot of health travel. podcast. This is hacking health podcast as well.
0: Just in case you yeah. wonder where you find yourself. Unless you're tuning in, you're like, why, why am I listening to fuck this? Fuck it's uh, this, hacking your health. It's travel show. <laughs> so
1: yeah, what's going on, man? how has your week been? I'm so confused on what day it is where we're at, and
0: but anyway, how's your week been? It's been good. Uh, training has been solid. I, uh, did a lot of travel. So I was in, um, obviously with you in, in Nashville and, and the folks uh, with the BC fam crew and the we had crew. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I got to bunker up in a, uh, Airbnb and hang out. I, I got to be grandpa one of the nights <laughs> where I was like, Hey, but I don't know if you, you were, I think you were sleeping. I was signed to sleep. I didn't know until the next day. Oh, I went downstairs. I'm like, can you guys be quiet? They were so loud, but it's all right. I mean, it, it, they were having a good time and there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, but I was like, I need to get my <laughs> sleep in. So <laughs> I, was, I was the grandpa. I'm like, hey guys, can you I keep down a little sleep? bit? I did not I'm fucking. I don't know how you that. stayed awake. They were so loud. Like they were just like screaming and having a good time. But it's a great thing. I'm, I'm super happy they were having an awesome time. And that was a, an amazing event with a lot of crew. But um, came back from there, then flew out to uh, Austin, Texas, where I got to lift at the uh, the Onnit, uh, Gym. So if you're familiar with the Total Human uh supplements brand. Uh they have a gym in Austin, Texas, right next to their headquarters. Like literally their headquarters is like right here. Then you have like the Onnit uh, place here and then they have another place that's like a cold plunge slash sauna place and everything nice. else right next I to it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't get a chance in of time. Oh, you didn't um, get a chance to do the cl- cold plunge. Oh man, yes. Yeah, so my the schedule is so busy. You know, and, <laughs> but it was awesome to go lift there and uh, see where they do all the recordings and stuff. You'd see a lot of the videos in on it and that's where they do the recordings at. So um, it was uh really cool and I uh, enjoyed my time. It was awesome and I'm back now, and I fly out tonight uh for Brussels and I will be seeing you there tomorrow and uh mm-hmm. you know, have some good times. what about you? How are you doing? I am doing
1: good. I also had a lot of travel and um, obviously in Nashville, which I think we'll we'll talk a bit more in depth about sort of as we progress through the podcast but um yeah, I had a lot of travel. I was obviously in Nashville flew to London was there for a day caught up with. Two of my friends that are both called johnny went for lunch for one went for dinner with the other um and then i was at matt's very first optimized coach event which was really cool to see because obviously you know matt's been in the podcast like we speak every day like i saw the the birth almost of the optimized coach and what he's been able to create with that and it was cool for him to sort of put everybody together and put everybody in the one room and sort of bring them together and Similar sort of idea to to what we did and went there for dinner and stuff like that. So it was cool to be able to be a part of that as well. Um, Then I got back. It was the weekend and that's Monday and I literally leave in less than two hours. So yeah. That's going to be fun. We're we're going (laughs) to Brussels tomorrow. Um, But yeah, everything's good. Um, I don't have any complaints. managed to get on my training. and actually managed to spend 12 days, 10 to 12 days in the US and come back four pounds later, which I think... Is That's crazy. How's that itself. even happen? Uh, it's magic. It's black magic.
0: <laughs> black magic. <laughs> no, it's
1: actually, it's actually uh, probably a big part about, about what I want to talk about today. And I know that you're sort of on board with this because we sort of had the conversation before we went away. And I think the the biggest thing that I want to get across is one of the biggest issues, and you're the same, I'm sure you are here too, is that people face or say they face whenever it comes to any sort of health and fitness or fat loss or muscle any sort of journey that involves training and nutrition is how much travel fucks up their schedule.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I sort of said before I went away, I want to actually be able to prove a point in my time away. So I had it sort of planned out with James and obviously been in quite a severe deficit up until the week before the goal was to run maintenance calories for time away. Side note, I'm still on maintenance calories for us in Brussels. So that's a positive for sure. Um, And then sort of see how it could be navigated with travel, with being in a totally different country, halfway across the world, with working, with hosting an event, with going to events, with being surrounded by food, alcohol, having a good time, and everybody enjoying themselves. Could it actually be done? And I mean, I think I pretty much nailed it. Um, That's awesome. The biggest thing for me was I wanted to... I guess prove a point to myself as well because I am, I'll hold my hand up like I am the person that as soon as I step off a plane in a different country, I just enter dickhead mode and I'm just surrounded by calories and I just automatically put on weight because I'm OA and I'm like, oh, this is shiny and this has bacon in it and that's a cookie and I just eat everything. Whereas I wanted to do things slightly differently. Um, this time around, I think sort of giving tips on how I navigated that and how you also navigated it too and, and how it doesn't always need to be doom and gloom in the fat loss journey and how you can enjoy social events and how you can travel for work and still make progress regardless of what you're doing or where you're doing it in the world
0: yeah and i think um the travel stuff is always interesting i mean i i i've had a two-year break essentially from travel which has been really good for me to you know home in my macros what i'm eating from a food perspective and doing very minimal travel you know you've, if you listened to the podcast i've done some you know vacations and things like that but really the the whole busy travel schedule thing really hasn't hit me much. And it's the past couple of, well, the last month or so, and going into this next month uh, has been nonstop travel. You know, I've been to a number of different places. I went to New York, Austin, Nashville, going to Brussels, and I got to go to Michigan and then South Dakota and then Vegas and then West Virginia, or Virginia. Um, so I have all this travel stuff going on. And, you know, I think that, you know, we've, we've had discussions on how to plan uh travel and how to plan your things but when you're really thrusted into the busy lifestyle of travel there's a lot of considerations that you really have to make i mean going to brussels you know i, I pre-packed yesterday you know all my supplements extra protein i got my my front pocket of my bag is all full of by the way i i, I packed extra 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 anabars for you there're <laughs> the milk chocolates reseec Anna anabars they are delicious the ones Yes, it is nice. delicious. It is delicious. Have you had, you haven't had them yet, right? No, no, no. Sure. Okay, okay, come. I,
1: I got the email before you did when we were in, the, you in, did, the right, in there You did. That's right. That's right. I ordered
0: like 10 boxes when I were there, but, um, they are delicious. It's actually probably one of the best antibars bars they, they've ever made. Um, but you know, just, just planning that. And it's like the first thing, like when I, when I get through TSA and security, I usually have like 30 minutes before I'm boarding. Um, I'll go to the local stores and try to find liquid protein that I can get, you know, just so I can make sure that I'm, you know, getting what I need to be and, and kind of balance it and I don't eat all the crap that they give you on the plane. Um, so I really try to balance, uh, that. And even when I was in Austin, you know, I'd wake up, I'd, I'd try to find a good, uh, source of protein, uh, that I could eat for breakfast. I ate, you know, like for the breakfast, the one day I had, you know, an egg white omelet with spinach and, you know, turkey bacon and, uh, or turkey sausage. And I had, you know, I stayed away from, you know, kind of like the hash browns and stuff like that, had some wheat toast and some fruit. You know, and that just really trying to keep in order what I'm eating as I'm out there and making sure I hit my goals. And what's been great is, you know, I, I've actually dropped pounds as well. So, you know, today I'm in the the, the 230 range, which is still great. or not 230, but uh, I'm in the 238 range, which is great. Um, so, dropping weight, uh, you know, as anticipated as we expected, um, you know, because I'm able to count my macros and keep everything going. So, it's that travel schedule you just have to be careful of because, again, you're surrounded with calories all the time, having the discipline to, you know, really still, still stay on track with it. I think is, is equally important.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me is travel can be easily used as an excuse where people are like, Oh, I'm traveling. So whatever the reason is, or whatever, insert comment here about how they can't make progress or track their calories or how they went over their calories or whatever. But I think this is where the true test of discipline comes in because once you're in the habit, whenever you're at home of, you know what foods you like, you know how to hit your calories throughout the day, you know when you're doing your training and everything's fine. That's it's easy to be disciplined in those situations, but whenever you're number one in a different country, number two, you're surrounded by other people and number three, sort of just thrown out that you have to sort of eat on the go. That's whenever it can really become a challenge. And even exactly what you're saying there in terms of like egg white omelet and having this for breakfast. There was a couple of times that we were out for breakfast in both Ohio and in Nashville where I was like, I fucking could nearly eat breakfast tacos. And they were like 950 calories. And yes, I could have had them, but it would have screwed me over for the rest of the day. And I would have almost like been swimming upstream. Whereas I made a better option of having something that was like three or 400 calories. It an egg white omelet. It was still delicious. I still got to eat out with everybody. And there was zero issues. And it's just about making that better choice and having that discipline later, earlier on in the day. So that later on you have that, that sort of leeway with whatever's going on, being able to go for a burger, being able to have a couple of margaritas, being able to have... Yeah fucking crickets with your tequila whenever Daniel sends it over to you that I'm still, (laughs) still not over. But I think that the most important part is sort of looking at your travel schedule and thinking, okay, number one, where am I not going to be in control? Like where am I potentially going to be out for dinner with either clients or with work or whatever that I'm potentially not going to be fully in control of that meal and how can I navigate around it? And number two, how can I sort of use the days of travel to, By calories, so one of the things that I did whenever I left, so I left Dublin on Tuesday morning. I hadn't eaten obviously before because I left the house at like five o'clock in the morning. Got down to Dublin. Flight was at eleven o'clock. Didn't eat in the airport. Didn't eat the fucking stupid uh, airplane food. Hadn't eaten the whole time until I saw you, and we went and got chicken wings. So I hadn't eaten in. I'm going to say 24 hours, but it's probably an additional five hours as well, almost 30 hours. Um, which sort of allowed me to do whatever I wanted whenever we got there. We had chicken wings. We had a beer. That was fine. So yep. navigating that and not eating the airplane food because they give it to you. Like we look at you like you're crazy whenever you say no. And I did the same on the way back. I just was like, oh, like, I'm, there's nothing here that I want. I can't imagine. It's the greatest quality of food. So yep. that was the first point that I sort of get into. Then the next day we went to orange <laughs> dairy. <laughs>
0: Which was fun, which by are, the way. Which was it's fun, great. by the way. I, great. I did great.
1: <laughs> it was definitely much better than the first time that I did it. I'll say that much. Yeah, fun. Yeah, you, you, is did a bit of a, you did way better. You did way
0: better at cardio than I survived. You know, I, I did not die. <laughs> uh,
1: fun is a bit of a stretch, but I definitely it is. I enjoyed feeling like I had progressed since the last time, so I can see how that can become steady addictive. Then we hooked up around, we went out for breakfast, didn't have the breakfast tacos. had the egg, went on it, that was fine. We fluffed about all day, really, to be honest. We went to Trusset Tech. we then went and trained, and then you cooked um, some good steaks, some ribs, some potatoes that were definitely higher in calories. But I had that allowance there because I'd sort of pulled back on breakfast. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of knew the days to come would be slightly higher in calories because we would all be together. Um, everybody would be excited and whatever else. So sort of pulled back again on calories with travel on the Thursday morning. Didn't really eat during the day on Thursday. And actually one thing that I was really proud of was whenever we all went out for dinner on the Thursday night, everybody really tried to manage their calories well. And I think, they did. I don't, I don't know whether it was because I was there or because they were surrounded by people who were doing the same thing, but yeah. you know, there was everything on the menu from burgers or like super high calorie passes or whatever, but the majority of people got a decent protein source and some veg or salad or whatever double Um, meats double steak double 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 steak yeah double double steak Um, and they all managed (laughs) it pretty well it was good to sort of see that thought process and people were okay to not necessarily order specifically off the menu okay to change things okay to ask for extra this or less of that to sort of fit in line with their goals and so that was that was good for me to see then on the Friday morning, I took control and cooked breakfast, which was fucking shit show trying to do 16 people's breakfast, but shout out to everybody that helped me. Um, but that, again, that gave me the control in terms of I knew exactly what we were eating. I knew exactly what they needed for sort of two hard sessions throughout the day. Um, throughout that day, I didn't really eat anything. I had a an bar before we trained, and then I think we I think I had a protein shake after that. Then we went out to Top Golf, and I knew already what we were having because I set the menu, um, which was majority chicken and brisket based, and then some mac and cheese. So I knew what we were getting. I was getting myself in for. We also had some drinks, which was absolutely fine. It was okay before Saturday. Didn't eat any breakfast because um, I knew I wasn't going to be training that day. It, we all went there for lunch in the middle of the training session, um, and then Saturday night we went there for a burger. So I sort of knew that was coming, and that was probably going to be quite high and calorie. So I was able to navigate it quite well. And then a couple of days after I was just able to navigate because everybody had left. I was by myself. I went there for dinner with Daniel a couple of nights um, and it was all easily managed, but it just took me a bit of like preparation and forward thinking as that, okay, right, these days I'm not going to be in control because we're going to be out. These days I can be in control. I can pull back in calories and yes, okay, because my calories are set at 2,600 doesn't necessarily need mean I need to eat 2,600 every day. If I eat 2,000 one day, it allows me to eat 3,200 the next day and balance it yeah. out throughout the week. So that's sort of how i navigated things did the same on travel on the way back because i knew i was going out for two meals made better choices at breakfast knew i was going to sticks and sushi in london which is one of my favorite places to eat and I, there was no way i was going to be able to control the galleries and that so enjoyed my time there friday again travel train up first thing didn't eat until lunch time matt had put on um lunch for everybody uh, again made some pretty good choices i didn't know what was happening for dinner that night um, but him and the whole crew were out for dinner and we went to pretty much an all you can eat Brazilian steakhouse where you have a red card and a green card and you flip it over and yeah. then you just come out with meat on swords until so you- So like
0: fogo fo- fo- de chow or something like that? Yeah, it was for,
1: for Danza or something it was called, okay. but yeah, it was, just, it was the same sort of, that one that we spoke about that we both went yeah. to in Rio, it, I mean, it was delicious but they weren't really paying attention to the car because I could see some people had a red and they were just like cutting the steak off. And I was like, I can get on board with this. Like I probably had about a kilo's worth of steak, <laughs> but it was good. And then obviously, uh, Saturday, then was a back and I was in control of the food because I've been in the house. So that's the update in terms of how I navigated anything, how I managed. I also was aware that there would be higher output in terms of how to do Orange Theory. I yeah. knew you and I would do more training. I knew there would be more training for the, plants and the team because I had the sessions planned and the intensity would be increased. So I knew they would have a bit more buffer with calories. And then I knew I would get my cardio and my steps in, you know, on the other side of, of the event. So it was all pretty well controlled just with a bit of forward planning as much as possible.
0: Yeah. I, I think, uh, that's the way to handle it when you're going through and, and taking a look at, you know, you're going to have a big meal that night or a couple of nights later, banking calories and trying to, you know, keep yourself kind of within a, a finite balance of what you're doing. And even when you're, you know, going out to dinner, picking things that make sense, you know, having a nice steak with, you know, some asparagus, maybe you leave the buttery potatoes and things like that, you know, you know, on the wayside or obviously dessert and stuff that factor, if you do have it, you know, next day, you know, get right back on the train and try to eat less on that front to, you know, keep within your caloric intake. So, you know, it's just a constant battle that I think you went through, but hitting on the training aspects of things, you know, I think it was really awesome to see everybody come in you know, to Nashville, um, and come together. Um, you had built out four different, uh, training blocks, uh, for four different groups and they kind of interchange those two days. We spent, I think six and a half, seven hours each day in the gym, uh, which was an intense amount of time in the gym, by the way, if that's the first time I think I've essentially camped overnight in a gym before but uh got to be friends with everybody
1: there you uh you were a great assistant coach in the time that you worked in Redcom with me for the
0: weekend so good job on that front thank you very much I, i wore that title very proudly and i appreciate you letting me uh help help the folks out with uh with everything and it was good to go through the different groups and see you know where where each person was at and where they were struggling with or what they needed additional access to or you know things that you could tweak to help them out um it was a lot of fun and uh You know, as great as, you know, you can tell like everybody was, was exhausted by the end of day two, including us, uh, including you specifically, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, But it's
1: funny because just to sort of catch everybody up is what the fuck we're talking about. So the last time we did it at an in-person event, we did it in Ohio and the way it was structured was basically I did two days coaching, um, which basically everybody just got an hours coaching session one-to-one. Which was good, and that was absolutely fine. But I think you know, for people who are traveling and flying in, I think to give more value, there's better ways to do it. So, I mean, I give full credit to James. Whenever I went to his event, he had everybody split in the groups. So I was like, this makes a lot more sense in terms of people will be together for the entire time. They can get four workouts done across two days, and then I can just go between each group. I will say, coaching third, 12 13 people for, like you said, seven hours is intense. So yes, yeah. I was fucking exhausted by the end of it, but it was a really good experience. And I think from the feedback of people who were in Ohio and seeing people who were in Nashville, they definitely enjoyed that setup a bit more. So the way that we structured it was basically got everybody go going the groups. There was two groups of four and two groups of three. And basically I just assigned what they were doing in terms of sessions. So I had programmed an upper body push session, an upper body pull session, a core and arm session, and a leg session. And they basically just ran through them. So some people started on legs, which I don't know if it was the best choice at the time i thought it was (laughs) the best choice because i was like well that's out of the way but then i think come the end of the second day the energy levels maybe weren't there so i don't know necessarily which was the best order Uh, but they basically all ran through all four sessions um we sort of covered everything that they needed to do at the start and knew that both dave and i would be sort of running about the gym to make sure that they were okay that they knew what they were doing that they were getting what we needed them to get from each session and then obviously Ram is around the taking photos and taking video too, which I think will be some excellent content once we get it back. Um, but yeah, yeah Ryan, set, Ryan is
0: incredible by the way. Yeah. man. Oh man. He is great at what he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's I think he, to so, he took on, the I best think... picture of my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, he showed me,
1: he showed me, so you we were in your gym and he, he showed me it. And I was like, Dave's going to be so fucking delighted with that photo. I Dude, like, it's get, such get a back. good,
0: like the lighting, the the, the angle, the muscle definition, yeah. Yeah. like right in the middle. It was like the most perfect picture I've ever seen of me in my entire life. I'm like, but why I think, can't I look like that all the time? You know, <laughs> I think that, that, that
1: that's an important point to note because it generally whenever I speak to clients who come on board and maybe you'll be able to to this from before, like generally don't like photos or avoid photos of themselves altogether because they don't like what they see they avoid mirrors they don't really like how they look so for you to be able to see a photo of yourself and go fucking hell that's actually me that's like, I awesome think that, that's, that's me it's a big yeah, yeah exactly I think yeah. it's a big achievement and i think that'll be one good thing of having ran actually there because obviously he knows the angles he captures the moment and the stuff that he'll be able to produce back for you and for everybody else like, i think it, it, it'll be well worthwhile bringing him and i think one of the big benefits of having him there the entire time was there was no sort of awkwardness with the camera. There was no like hesitation. Like he was just there with us. It wasn't as if he was coming out externally yeah. and coming in to be a photographer or videographer. He was just with us the whole time. He was just like, one. Of, it was just like me if I had the camera. So I think that that was a, a big aspect of sort of making everybody feel comfortable. And I definitely think that he will be with us every time we do one of those events, which will be killed off because it'll be killed off of all the content and stuff.
0: Well, I'll say, um, you know, I, I, you know, you know, I've, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. My biggest fear is like going into a gym and having video recording and attention put on us when you have like, you know, these massive bodybuilders and probably like famous people and stuff like that. Like, why are these guys having, you, are you know, a camera? crew? For... Yeah, yeah. 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 No, <laughs> in, <laughs> with computer in folks, a different you know, world? <laughs> so, yeah, in a different world. I've never been recognized for being the guy on the TV. That's a computer nerd. So, um, but, uh um, you know, it's 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 that, that stigma of, like, going into a gym and, you know, like, having everybody's attention. I'll tell you, this time around, I didn't have that at all. I felt perfectly comfortable, perfectly fine. Didn't want to run out of the gym like I did last time. Um, and I, but I, think I that also... Was, so, for anybody who has not heard that story, I think that yeah. that,
1: that was such a hilarious contra- contrast, seeing you in that situation. Because yeah. the night before, like, we i can't remember what news whatever fucking news channel you had to be on you had to go we're on the news live. zero issues just go in do it get it done and then leave and then we went to the bar or something and then the very next day you're in the gym and you're like so shy so conscious of all these yes i'm like yes what the fuck
0: is this guy yeah i have no problems going on yeah i have no problems going on national news speaking in front of a thousand people that's zero (laughs) issue from whatsoever going to a gym with a a video recorder. I mean, other people like who the hell are these guys that terrifies the hell out of me. But I will say again, I don't know if it was the, the, the culture at the gym, but everybody was super nice at Redcon. It wasn't a, uh, we went to the Redcon one, uh, gym in Nashville. It wasn't, um, you know, it, it was so big and spacious too. So you weren't like crammed in with other people. I thought, uh, you know, it was, it was really well received with the folks there. It wasn't an issue. And, you know, it was, I think I just, I, I enjoyed my entire time while I was there. So it, was, it was no, no problems for me. Yeah. I think probably one of the things that
1: I sort of thought after, like if you think about Redcon as a brand and what they do with their athletes and stuff like that, there probably is a lot of that that goes on in that gym, you know, they're in and they're recording their content for Instagram or YouTube or whatever the fuck they're doing. Like, so I can imagine that they're probably used to it. So seeing somebody with a camera is probably like, I know Ryan got a lot of questions as to what are you doing when we were in game thermal and stuff. But like, I, I think in terms of the gym, um, they're probably used to seeing it, so it's not it's not a massive issue. But yeah, I definitely think that that was a big. There was a big difference between Dave in Ohio in old school iron or iron religion or whatever you call that gym, yeah. Dave in in Red Common. So that was yeah. a big progression for you. But the same way, well, I have no issue with Ryan recording me in a gym if you put me on the fucking news. It's a different story altogether. So we also, ass, we, have, <laughs> we also have our, our strengths and our weaknesses. So it's yeah.
0: Well, i think um, i think that the cool part that i thought was was really awesome about the whole thing you know for one i mean the camaraderie you know everybody promoting one another building those friendships it was it was the after events too that i think was really cool you know going to top golf and being able to hang with one another knowing that we just had a a really exhausting day or going to you know that that uh restaurant beforehand or going to the the art that awesome arcade place uh you know that had like literally all the old 80s nostalgia, you know, video games and uh, pinball machines and things like that. So, you know, I mean, those types of, of group events, I think, really build that community up. And that's a testament to what you've done, you know, to really get everybody there and really build something really unique and special. And that was really cool to be a part of, to see, you know, the progress of everybody, first and foremost, and, and different stages of progress, right? Because we're all in different stages. We're all, you know, in different areas. And, you know, like Boyd, for example... You know, boys started getting a little competitive with me, and uh, you know, he's like, "I'm going to do this." You know, it was like a uh, an ab crunch, and he's like, "I'm not going to be able to do it." I'm not going to do it. I'm like, "Boy, you're going to be able to do it." Like, you, you you're only adding 25 more pounds, and you did that no problem. Like, you're going to kill it. And he goes and he does it. You know, and he, I think he pr'd on a bench press, you know, and a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, it's just giving people the confidence to push themselves, but also being a group setting that's positive and really trying to get people, um, you know, motivated to go and do. That. And I think you know, when you look at your your health journeys and talked about tribes before in the past but you know having a tribe that is is there for you in in different regards in life around physical fitness or you know your friendships uh things like that it it motivates you to be even better and to help that tribe and to you know participate with that tribe and to help that tribe be successful and i think that you really accomplished that with with you know the the crew uh, the crew out there because everybody was really awesome to work with and uh you know really trying to promote one another and again, you know, live healthy lifestyles and have a lot of fun. And you know, at the end of the day, you know, we had a couple beers, but it wasn't anything obsessive, you know, it was just because we wanted, we knew we had to do the same thing the next day. And, you know, so it was, it was just a great thing. I think I was in bed by 1030 or 11 each night, you know, it was, you know, it was an awesome experience. It was great.
1: Yeah. and I think the, the thing that I sort of picked up on was obviously a big part of what we do is based around the community and yes, it is the wider community. It is the client community. And then it is, you know, the people who attend in real life events. And I think one thing that I, I necessarily didn't think of when we spoke about the Airbnb, because obviously the last time everybody stayed in hotels and that was fine and it was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to the hotel and then I'll meet you here and whatever else, and whoever mentioned the Airbnb, like, I think that completely transformed everybody's experience because you were with that person or with those people. You know, sleeping in the same room, in the same groups, whenever you're training, everybody was with each other the entire time. And I think that that really solidified the sort of depth of people's relationships. And, you know, there's a couple of things that, that I overheard and even Ram pointed out as well. Like, you know, he does a lot of, they, what they do is focus on, you know, the fitness industry and coaches. So they do a lot of events. And it's like the usual event where, you know, it's a big conference room, everybody's sitting around, you know, the white tablecloth, and it's very formal and whatever else. But there's never really the depth of what we were able to create by sort of putting everybody together for a weekend. Yeah, The depths of conversations that people were able to have, maybe a space that they aren't usually able to have those conversations because they're, you know, they have to wear a certain hat whenever they're at home or they're in work or whatever else. And sort of getting everybody together that, you know, the the bc fam chat and the weekly calls are as active as ever so it's people who sort of knew each other already and sort yeah. of putting a name to the face and as you sort of said a name to the discord or a face to the discord name actually but as you sort of said you know seeing the progress from the people who were there in april to the people here now and oh, then it's obviously awesome. planning ahead i think it's cool to be able to see that in real life because you sort of see it happen yourself and you sort of see it you know gradually people like you know, Mike for example Todd, for example, Todd. You know, constantly posting high on it is and whatever else. And then I saw him in real life, I was like, Oh shit. It's like what? what the fuck have we created here? Todd? What the
0: fuck's <laughs> you want? Well one, uh, one thing to say about Todd is I mean, his delts look amazing, his shoulders are getting much yeah. more defined. I mean, like his his transition and progress uh, around this has been amazing. Uh yeah, you know, Kev Cody, I mean, you know, again, super athletic looking build fit, um, muscular. I mean, again it's it's really cool to see the progress of everybody as they've come along and started to have a lot of success with it and uh you know again it's it's cool to see that that you know from august to you know previously before and whatever it's just you know it's transformational it's really awesome to to be able to say dude nice job you know congratulations you look great and i think as well you know the majority of the guys
1: train by themselves so two things number one they don't necessarily recognize their strengths so rob said you know like I didn't realise I had strong shoulders until I was in this group and everybody told me I had strong shoulders because he obviously just is progressed at his own rate. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have a comparison, which is kind of good because you know, we don't generally talk about comparison, but he's nothing really to compare himself to. So, you know, being in a group of two other people who are training, they're like, Fucking hell, your shoulders are so strong. It's obviously a good confidence booster to so show everybody's on the on the right yeah. track. So it's good on that front. It's good on the front of having a bit of friendly competition to see how far you can actually push and then also, you know, feeling comfortable that you have a spot there in case you know whatever it is that you can they can pull you out of it push you out of it you know whatever direction you need to get out of it um so to sort of know exactly what you're capable of in those environments is is great to see as well but i do think definitely moving forward we will have a an airbnb setup that everybody's in the one place for the three four or five days however long it is and yes i have started planning the next ones i was asked before everybody even left when's the next one i was like Give me five fucking minutes to get
0: over this one. <laughs> it's um, funny because, like, I remember I used to play on DerbyCon and, like, DerbyCon would end and then I'd start playing again for DerbyCon. I'm like, I just finished this. Yeah. I need some time. <laughs> yeah, but
1: it's good. it's good to see that, you know, people want to continue on. And, like, you know, do you have any, any top... sneak
0: peeks of possible locations?
1: Yeah, I already know. i already told you. I know. I'm
0: just to tell anybody else.
1: Give everybody else? Yeah. I don't want to tell anybody else. We'll okay. to, what we'll do is, I'll get Ryan to put an announcement video together with the content
0: for the next one and we'll put it out. So we'll create a bit of hyper in it. So everybody that's good. Idea. Will know, will know. Yeah. I give it all away straight away. Um, it's be yeah, exciting. The, that's in Cleveland, Ohio again, you know, just, the... uh, <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> to go to orange theory again. I can't wait. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, one of the other things that I want to say about this sort of tribe thing. And it's funny just cause of the way that it happened back to back, you know, community tribe, something that we speak about so much, and being able to, be in that position to be in the Airbnb with all of you guys was really cool, but on the flip side of that, being able to be in it in Matt's Event and be a part of it and be like within the tribe and him as the, you know, putting it together was again a good contrast to sort of show him and I are both in line in terms of what we believe works yeah. in terms of community and, you know, being able to progress as a team, as a whole sort of entity. And um, so it was cool to sort of see the contrast in, in that one as well.
0: Sorry for that. Did you hear a ding, ding? No. Okay, good. All right, good. <laughs> well, I did whenever you said ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I, I, yeah, I think one, other, yeah. one other points that I wanted to touch on as well. Like, I had a, a pretty in-depth conversation with Johnny, dinner Johnny, on Thursday night. Um, these two guys are guys that I went to school with, like grew up, grew up with, and they moved to London like like ten years ago, maybe. And anytime I'm in London, I always try and catch up with either of them or both of them. Um, but And it was just an interesting timing conversation and we were talking about how our own sort of natural inhibitions hold us back in certain events. So like I was, I would count myself as quite an introverted person, obviously I can't really be that whenever I'm hosting an event, but if I'm at an event, I'll always like pull back. I'm like, if there's a certain amount of people, I'm okay. Anything past like three people, I'll just sort of start to be smaller. Yeah. Um, and the, the narrative of the conversation was sort of like, how much are we holding ourselves back in fully experiencing what the event is by sort of not going all in on it. And then the very next day at Matt's event, he was like, I know how these events run. Not really anybody knows each other. Everybody doesn't want to be like a dick. They sort of pull back and they don't really get the full experience. I was like, listen to my conversation. <laughs> I was like, so we did, uh, he was like, I want everybody to get up. We're going to land the ground and we're going to do some Wim Hof breathwork. Again, interesting that Matt and I hadn't spoken about that. Obviously, Sean did breathwork with us on Friday yeah. morning. Matt did a breathwork session. But that sort of introduction, he was like, everybody feels weird now. I'm going to make you feel even more weird to sort of break that narrative. And then everybody sort of at the tables felt more comfortable with each other. So it was cool to sort of see both of us on the same page without really full and fully discussing the details. And then for the rest of the day, I was like, I was all in for, for whatever was going on. Yeah. Um, and it, was a much better, down. Yeah, it was a much better experience and, you know, yeah. obviously I'm going to go to my first conference this week, so I'm just going to have to fucking go all in on that one as well. Whatever the fuck's going to happen in Brussels. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a good sort of point to note is like, how much do you hold yourself back from fully experiencing whatever sort of event or whatever sort of thing that you're at by the own shit that you
0: tell yourself in your head? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I get into the same thing. Yeah. You know, everybody expects me to be this, you know, social butterfly because I'm on the news or I speak in front of audiences. I tell you, when I start getting in front of a lot of people and it's a social thing where I'm communicating, I actually shut down and I'm actually very much an introvert on, on everything. I just uh, it's how I've always been. It's uh, I'm a good faker uh, in front of people. And then when you get get me, you know, together, you know, with a bunch of people, I'm, I'm socially awkward in many cases because I just this is how I am. Uh, and, um, so, you know, I've, I've learned the skills of presenting and things like that and being able to overcome those. But when it comes to actually social events and having to interact with other people that I don't know, or I'm not as comfortable with, I just, you know, kind of shut down a bit. And so I like, think, you know, again, overcoming those, and it, it was the same way at first with, with even the BC fan crew that was all coming in, you know, it, it, you know, I was, I was kind of, you know, reserved and didn't talk a lot and was kind of, you know, back there. And then we all started to get together and start to realize, you know, Hey, we're all here together and we're all you know, good folks and stuff like that, I, I open up quite a bit, but I think it just takes a little bit of time uh, to, to get used to that, get used to people and kind of really become yourself when you're doing it. And, uh, you know, that, that those group settings, I think, help with those types of, of, of situations where you're able to really kind of talk normal like a human being. And I think a lot of us haven't talked normal like human beings in quite a while because of COVID and everything else, you know, and we're still used to our families and things like that. And that's just it, our, our small circles, uh, expanding it out is definitely a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I think the, the, the thing that I sort of always relate it to is in an event like Nashville, where it's, I'm hosting the event, I almost, I wouldn't say it's faking it, but I almost, it's like the show. And what I mean by that is like, it's, it's, I have to perform to a certain level because I'm hosting the event. And I always yes. relate it back to whenever I used to work behind the bar, the bar was my space. So yeah. I felt comfortable in it. And yeah. There was a, a physical bar in front of me, so I could be yep. whoever I wanted to be to the customer on the other side. The same whenever I worked in the gym floor, the gym was my space, so I felt comfortable sort of navigating or narrating whatever it was that I needed to do. The same with the event it was me hosting the event. So it was my space. Yeah. But then when I went to Matt's event, I was like, oh shit, I'm on the other side. Now i like, who? like, what sort of person they need to be like, how do I navigate this? And I ended up just saying, fuck it, doing the breath work. And then, was friends with everybody around the table by the end of it. So it's just a, it's just a funny way you deal it. I guess that's probably what you're talking about, you know, learning how to navigate specific situations and the person you are, whenever you're on the news and things like that, and what that has yeah. to sort of look like. it's the,
0: it's the performance that you yes. just sort of put on so you can separate the, separate the two. I think you hit it right in the head where it's, it's a comfort zone where, you know, when I'm behind the camera, you know, that's my space. I'm not actually speaking to millions of people. I can't see millions of people. I'm not interacting socially <laughs> with millions of people. If there were millions of people, <laughs> right. Just right. i like, <laughs> like, Oh shit. You know, but, uh, um, but the same thing, you know, when I'm speaking though, you know, the stage is kind of my comfort zone where I'm not really, Yes, there's people out there listening to me, but I don't have to like interact with them. I'm not really part of, you know, a group, you know, setting type of thing. So again, it's I know it's really weird, but it's I feel the exact same way when it comes to to those types of situations. And they just take some time to get over that. I remember um the first night when I got into uh Austin, I saw some buddies that I hadn't seen in gosh, you know, probably three or four years because of, you know, COVID and everything else that was happening. And uh good friends. I've known them for years and you know, but I was still nervous going up to him and saying, Hey guys, how's it going? Good to see you. A long time no chat, you know, because I, because I, they're not part of my normal tribe day to day. And of course, you know, as soon as I start talking to him, you know, it's a, you know, I'm a little bit awkward at first, but then all of a sudden it's just like, boom, every, you know, back to normal. Like we haven't, you know, seen each other before, you know, we, we saw each other yesterday, basically is how it felt. And, you know, sat down for a few hours and just, you know, caught up and all that good stuff. So I think that stuff is really helpful, um, to kind of overcome and to get rid of your social anxiety around those types of situations because at the end of the day, you know when I when I meet people uh, when I'm more uh, interactive, I'm more social. I feel better. I feel uh, uh, relieved. I feel like a sense of accomplishment. Uh, all those things definitely help out with with just day to day aspects. And you know it's really weird. I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but my my recovery has been totally garbage the past couple of weeks. Just like sixty percent, sixty five percent, forty three percent. And I got back from Austin, and my recovery has been amazing it's been like 95 98 97 94 98 and you know like I mean like I don't know if it has anything to do with the social interaction with people and how we're dealing with things or you know I, my sleep really hasn't changed I've been you know continuously making sure I get at least you know seven hours of sleep uh you know six and a half to seven hours of sleep a day I've been eating properly you know so yeah I don't really have a lot of logistical things that that really varied other than the social interactions I've had with you guys in Nashville and with the interactions I had when I was in austin so you know it's interesting to see maybe maybe that has an impact on on your overall health and longevity too um based on social interaction and cues like that
1: yeah i mean it could be it could be sort of low level like a stress almost you know what i mean that's that you probably don't recognize that you're probably so used to okay i'm going to go and speak to this event this is how many people i'm speaking in front of love. this is the sort of narrative the the way things are going to go and you sort of have that like you said social anxiety that is an underlying stress the sort of that you probably don't recognize as much but obviously your body picks up on it. And it's actually the same. I don't know whether for me it was different because I was hosting the an event and I had a lot of stuff going on in my head, but the same sort of thing, like resting heart rate, was like 60, 60, 60, 60. And then this week when I got back, it was like 43, 45. So same sort of idea. Like it could be travel. It could be anything else. But generally I would say it's probably something to do with being in line with like a, a low lie or an underlying stress that we're probably not that aware of. Yeah which is a cool yeah. marker to have in terms of it data. is like, i mean it's it's cool to see
0: yeah yeah speaking of that uh so you know we're we're flying out to Brucon, or i'm flying out to brewcon uh tomorrow belgium be your first uh security conference and i know we've already spotted yeah and i know we've already started scoping out gyms of where to go and and uh where to get our lifts in and we're going to be doing a push day every single day right
1: <laughs> <This is> the... <laughs> we're going to do push and then we're going to do chest shoulders and triceps and then we're going
0: to do push. push again and then chest shoulders and triceps you know got to well, interchange actually between concern
1: them. One actual concern that I have is it, obviously there's a, a type of food in the UK and there's a similar type of food in, like, culturally, there's a similar type of food in the US. I don't know what the food's going to be like in Belgium. So, like, obviously it's easy for me to transition to navigate food over here to navigate food in the US. I'm like, yeah, like what way do they eat in Belgium? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it sort of... Like it's, you know, whenever you go to, Europe, I've been to Belgium, it's,
0: it's the same, same as in the UK. In I just imagine
1: it's like big liters of beer and chocolate. <laughs>
0: that's, that's what I have in Lots, lots and lots of waffles and, uh, you yeah. know, but, uh, no, it, they actually, I mean, food wise, I would say it's pretty much on par for what I am used to in the UK and, and everything else in the Europe side. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, but, uh, I, I'm excited about the lifts. I'm excited about you know, getting the, the speaking uh, done over there and, and having a good time with some folks uh, that I haven't seen in a while, I know. Um, and then you're coming here. And then I'm coming uh, to, to Belfast, which I'm really excited about. to get to meet Helmy, and, uh, and we're going to tr- hopefully train with Helmy. Get <laughs> Helmy. to meet your family. So Helmy
1: was actually, Helmy was at the event on Friday. Um, yeah, um, so I got the catch. I haven't seen him in a while. He is a socially awkward person too. So so <laughs> um, but I had told him, obviously, at your anniversary, scheduled the session. And one thing actually I thought about is do you, do you want to go to a supplement store over here? Because obviously, yeah, we have a GNC, so we'll go to a supplement store, yeah, yeah, have a couple of nights. So, I have dinner planned on Friday, I'm gonna take to my favorite place in Belfast, and so we'll do that, and then obviously, we'll train on Saturday with Helmi, and then we'll train Sunday separately. and You're gonna to get to come to uh, like my mom's hosting a party, like that is. You are in with the family whenever you get to go. That's to awesome. A, I can't a, a wait. Trish.
0: Do, I, do I need to dress okay. up like, you know, or, or you know, do I need to like wear like a collar shirt or anything <laughs> well, like that? it's my
1: nephew's fifth it's my nephew's fifth birthday and he's very excited about you coming. So I mean okay. Okay. you can you can take from that what you will. Um but yeah, I've got some cool stuff planned. So it's gonna be a cool week of work stuff. Um and then we're gonna come over and hang out I'm to- That's
0: gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait. There's no orange
1: theory here, unfortunately though, but we can go swimming in the sea, which you'll be so happy
0: to know about So so I I, I, I was hoping you were gonna forget about that, but I actually did pack some swim shorts just in case it did happen. Good, good, and good. uh I, but I was not going to bring it up. I was definitely not gonna bring that up. At I was definitely all. not gonna miss it. Like there's no way.
1: There's no way.
0: No way you were getting away with it. I was like, like I, I hope no you forgot way. about this. So I'm, you know, I'm gonna pack it just in case, but um okay i'm sorry to hear that uh you remember that That's oh my flights are cancelled oh yeah no. <laughs> oh my gosh it's like really bad outside right now with the wind and everything but uh, no uh, it's gonna i look forward to and I, I look forward to meeting your family and having a good time out there and uh being able to to get some lifts in and uh you know keep, keep up with the calories and macros and our, our cutting phase and everything else there it's gonna be
1: fun yeah so update on that as well for me from james um happy with obviously being able to progress while traveling i now have like four and a half weeks until the end of october um calories are still at maintenance which was kind of a shock with me in the check-in but he's happy with how everything's are and then i imagine it will be a case of pull the pin for the last four weeks and really dial things in so that'll be exciting and then sort of you know the process from this point i have my whole next i guess 11 10 11 months planned out as do you and i'm sort of starting to implement that with the guys across the board um in terms of okay right we're gonna have to navigate thanksgiving we're gonna have to navigate christmas we're gonna have to navigate moving into the new year and what that looks like in terms of phases and i think the one thing that i've realized is i really feel comfortable in knowing the plan that far ahead and because i've sort of spoken about it a bit a couple of guys are coming back to me and be like okay you know can i have that sort of plan outlined for x amount of months whether it's a year or whatever it is so it's cool to be able to see the the different phases and how people want want that for themselves to sort of know okay right and x amount of weeks or months in fat loss x amount of weeks and months in surplus weeks of maintenance and i guess you know one of the biggest things that i want to make sure everybody is comfortable with is managing the holiday season i guess probably sooner rather than later we should do a podcast on how to navigate that and how to manage it but generally the way that i have it for the you know for the fat loss guys we're in a deficit pretty much right up until the week before thanksgiving two weeks of maintenance and then two weeks again in a deficit and then two weeks in the christmas and then we move into the new year but the thing that i want to get from that is having them comfortable in the plan and it not being a shit show and they knowing exactly what their alliance is and that it's okay to eat xyz amount of calories yeah in that instead of just arriving at thanksgiving and be like oh fuck," and then you <laughs> eat ten thousand calories and that's it um, you know what so i, what I, what I like, found
0: useful during those periods of time uh, that's that's helped with me is uh I just don't eat much, like I'll eat like a couple protein shakes in the morning and afternoon. And then evening, you know, I, I fully expect to maybe eat like a 1000 calories or something like that. But I focus very heavily on uh, protein centric stuff. So if they have like a ham there, for example, or turkey, uh, things like that, I enjoy meat. So I'll typically just load up more on the meat side and keep less on like the casseroles and like the really fatty, you know, high carb, you know, you know, high sugars type of stuff. So I fill up on that stuff. And what I find is that I actually get more fuller quicker um based off of that and i i'm fuller longer so i don't have to sit there and like literally destroy myself on the amount of food that i eat um really kind of helps me manage those types of, of social events and, and everything else out there so um just a little a bit of a tip you know if you're going into those situations you know, load up on on the meats. Uh, you know, the more meat, the better when it comes to protein. So, I mean, you're getting a protein unless intake, you're I guess... a vegetarian, then I wouldn't recommend eating meat. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not a good idea to go. To. <laughs> it's actually
1: good. the the sort of I guess the point on that is just because it's there doesn't mean you need to eat it. And I, I caught myself on so many times whenever I was in Nashville, whenever I was like roaming Nashville by myself. Like, there's so many things that I wanted to try and eat, and I was like, I could go and get this, and there was like a. A cookie dough place and there was a ice cream place and there was all sorts of fucking places with delicious food and i was like in real life i would never go to these places and just yeah. because it's there doesn't mean that i have to go like if i want to try it at a different time that's absolutely fine or even things like big bags of m&ms or SARPATS kids like all this shit that these guys have over there that we don't necessarily get away i'm like <laughs> a kid at christmas looking at all this stuff and i'm like yeah i could go down a total rabbit hole and you know do a thousand calories two thousand calories without even thinking about it for no other reason of the fact that it's an option and it's there. Um, I think that, that, you know, that's an important piece to note is, you know, you don't have to just because it's there, especially in in like social events and social situations, because it's easy to sort of fall into the, the peer pressure trap or, you know, you want to have a drink because other people are having a drink or you want to order a dessert because other people are ordering dessert and, you know, whatever it is. Um, obviously all can be accounted for if you do want to do that, but you don't necessarily have to be peer pressured into doing it. I will shout out Rob for getting a liter of beer because I peer pressured him into it, but that was fine.
0: It was all kind for <laughs> a liter of beer. huh? Uh, it, again, I think, um, you know, the the discipline and understanding what you're putting in your body is really important. And even if you're not eating, uh, counting calories during that period of time, you know, just understanding like, listen, hey, I'm going into this. I've probably had roughly around 500 calories today and I probably maybe only have maybe know, 1500 or two, you know, you know, left to be able to deal with, you know, going into those situations knowing, well, Hey, if I, you know, eat a ton of cake and stuff like that, it's probably not going to be good for me. Let's focus on eating some stuff. And it's, you know, it, it's same thing at dinner, you know, like you had those options available while we were in Nashville, um, to, to eat whatever you wanted to. And, you know, I had a, a salad with double steak, you know, I wanted the extra protein, um, And that's what I really focused on. And there was a ton of other stuff there. You know, a lot of folks were eating tacos, which were really good. They were really, you know, uh, small tacos. Yeah, they were really good.
1: But I had a side of
0: asparagus. Yeah. Corn. Uh, It was really good. So I think, I think managing your, your calories when you eat and understanding that, Hey, maybe I'm not going to be able to get a hundred percent spot on to what I'm going to do today, but it's gonna be pretty darn close. And I'm still meaning, you know, maintaining the type of, of healthy lifestyle that I want to, I think, uh, really ultimately makes you successful in this journey. And when you're doing this travel or when you're doing the holidays or when you're doing whatever, um, you know, just having those in mind as you're going through and not just totally, you know, you know, crap in the bed and gaining 15 pounds over the holidays. You know, instead I'd like to say like, Hey, I, I lost 10 pounds over the holidays or, you know, Hey, I gained five pounds of muscle mass over the holidays because all the protein I was eating <laughs> or whatever, you know, so, you know, Hey, yeah. whatever, <laughs> you know, but uh, I think those are the things that, that you should be be really conscious of during these times of the year. And as you start getting more with family travel, things like that
1: yeah i think to recap the biggest thing when it comes to we'll talk about travel because we can do a whole holiday season episode whenever it comes to travel prepare for it beforehand so yes okay you can sort of zoom out from a daily to a weekly but you know zoom out from a weekly to a monthly if you know you're away for a week within a month you know that you can pull back on calories for three weeks of that to sort of give you a bit of an alliance towards the end of the month look at your schedule in terms of when you're going to be away what that actually includes can you fit your your regular routine in in terms of cardio and training if not can you do some sort of modified version of it is there a hotel in the gym or is there a gym in the hotel or do you have to go and train elsewhere is there somewhere you can do your cardio is there somewhere you can sort of fit in your steps do you need to get up slightly earlier because you're going to be working the entire day like i got up one morning in 4 am so you get my check-ins done before we started actually you know coaching and whatever else and shout out the bill who was asleep in the sofa and i was doing my check-ins in the corner um but you know what do you need to do to be able to navigate the time away do you need to pull back on calories because there's some days that you're going to be more in control than others do you need to pull back on meals on specific days because there's some that you're more in control of others do you need to change your eating window do you need to just focus on protein like there's so many different tools and things that you can play about with to make sure you can navigate travel that it doesn't need to be total dickhead mode as soon as you step off the plane. Because I think I have definitely been guilty of that before, even whenever I was in London for the day, like, I'm usually, you know, I go out for breakfast, then I go and have a snack, then I have a donut, then I train, and then I have a post-workout donut. And then I go, um, out for, you know, waffles or ice cream or something like that. And then I have dinner and I've eaten 9,000 calories in the day. I just had to navigate it differently because I didn't want to feel a certain way. and, you know, eating to the point where you're full and not, like, the night that we went to pharmacy for the burger, I didn't finish my burger because I wasn't overly hungry, whereas before I would have just finished it because it was sitting in front of me. So, you know, just a bit of a change in in eating habits as well, I think, is is massively important. But, yeah, zooming out, making sure you can navigate things differently. Don't eat things just because they're there. Make better choices whenever you're right, and don't be afraid to be the awkward person with the menu if you need to change or swap things out. Um. And I see some of the stuff that we can have that's slightly lower calories is probably makes you feel better throughout the day.
0: Yep, that's what it's all about—balance. And you know, I think that's that's a good testament to anything in life. Everything is is a balance. You know, uh, anything can be overly consumed. Uh, you know, even in the the sports industry, testosterone can be overconsumed. Yeah, supplements can be overconsumed. You know uh, the amount of you e like can us, be over-consuming, the
1: over-consuming supplements.
0: <laughs> yes, I. Uh, we need to do a whole, whole deep dive on uh, my switch over to Merrick and uh, what that means for yeah. uh, my vitamins. I think it'd be a good one. Um, that's just for the sure. detail and blood work, but also like the amount of supplements I need to control because like they're like, hey, here's everything. I'm like, everything sounds awesome. That's great. <laughs> yeah. you <know>? like, <laughs> this is what we would recommend, but you don't have to have it all. Okay, I'll take it all. I'll take it all. And then, is there any extra you recommend on, on top of that? So you know, I, I need to really go, uh, take a look at what I'm am taking there. But just like I mean, like they have garlic, they have vitamin C and vitamin D and all this other stuff, which I already take a lot of that stuff. But it was it was just like, hey, it was really cool. But it, we'll do a deep dive on American blood work and you know uh, my new. Can program I say as well you know,
1: actually that now that it's in my mind, like yeah, if you're in America and you have a Whole Foods, like I granted I know it's a bit more expensive, but there is. I went to Whole Foods every day after he's all left that I was in Nashville. I was like, I could eat here and like 100% stick to my calories. Yeah. Like it's, it would be so fucking easy to do. Again, yeah. Like, yeah, as I said, granted it's a little bit more expensive, but if you're traveling you can go and you just need to grab something like that, yeah. maple roasted turkey slices, whatever I had was delicious, but they have
0: endless amounts of things that you can have that sort of allow you to stay in line with your calories. Yeah. I mean, I, here's the thing. I mean, y- you absolutely have um, the ability to eat healthy uh with uh anything around here i mean there's healthy options everywhere um it, you also have very unhealthy options so i think it's just a matter of trying to figure out what's what's best here. like usually when i'm going to go uh, if i'm traveling for another good example if i'm traveling and i'm looking for a place to eat the first thing i do is i check the menu to see is there anything on there that i could use is there like you know double-breasted chicken or you know chicken breasts uh you know or things you know salads things that i can eat that that are going to be relatively healthy for me so i pre-plan my meeting my eating based off of what I need and not necessarily what's out of convenience. And I think that's an important thing. Like when I walk around the airports, if I don't find a place that is uh, like healthy themed, you know, and has like decent menus and things like that, I won't eat at the airport because it's just, I'm just not, I'm not, I'd rather not sacrifice a bunch of crap, you know, and, and feel like garbage uh, the rest of the day. I'd rather just sit there and kind of plan accordingly.
1: Yeah. And I think one thing I noticed as well is the majority of places that we ate in had calories on the menu, which was a good shout too. And also right. I got the experience Chick-fil-A because that's obviously been the chat within the family chat about you can definitely eat Chick-fil-A and it's relatively good macros. So I had my experience of that. The The naked nuggets is just a cut up chicken breast. So, I mean, if you're struggling for protein, you can just literally go and get yeah. those. And it was actually a pretty decent flavor. And even the breaded chicken nuggets, the macros and the calories are not that bad. So, you know, if you're stuck and you're in an airport or you're on the go, chipotle number one chick-fil-a number two like all these things can be managed you don't need to you know obviously there are options within those places that you can consume a lot of calories but again if you're a bit smart about it you can navigate you know having high protein low calorie meals as as you are
0: on the move another another great podcast in the books i just want to say uh shout out to all the folks that came out there and put in the work i mean so many good people uh kind-hearted just amazing wanting Know, to help one another uplift one another and uh it was really cool to see that you know I, I think you know you you did this a lot differently than last time where it was kind of one-on-one sessions where you kind of broke things down and this way we were able to you know kind of go into groups and build bonds with different people and things like that and i think that was ultimately um really successful so overall you know congratulations on having a successful event in nashville i thought that was uh really awesome and hopefully many more of those to come and more folks you know being added to that and we will break out into five sessions or six sessions or whatever ends up being but uh i, can I already tell you... have good good plans for the next one that we can get more stuff done in the time that we're
1: together like i think yeah. i'm a always want more kind of person so each event that we do and put on will hopefully be bigger and better um so i'm looking forward to the two or three that i have planned for next year well
0: and i just want to personally thank you for setting that up and arranging it and giving us an opportunity to be able to do that i mean you had, you had basically already had it uh, catered for Top Golf and already taken care of and all this other stuff. I mean, that was really awesome for you to do above and beyond. I mean, that's not something that you're like, hey, this is part of the package of what we do. You do this because you care about people, you care about the group, you care about the success of everybody. You wanted to see that all come together. So, you know, I, I hope people understand, like, hey, you know, Ben basically went out of his own pocket, you know, to go and put these types of things on with everybody. And, um, you know, it wasn't something that was part of, you know the normal, you know, type of rigor or more that you get as part of a, a personal trainer was above and beyond that, and uh, so I really appreciated that. I know everybody else did, but uh, it was really awesome to see that.
1: Well, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed, it. and I think you know by now, I didn't want to ever just be a personal trainer. Should be able to do something yeah. a little bit extra was always on the cards. And I'll finish with the story that I I couldn't I could not help but think about my client Denise whenever I was cooking breakfast for everybody on the Friday morning. for as long as I can remember when I coached her in the gym floor she was like you know you should just do a week away boot camp like real attitude like and you can cook all our food and we'll just train and you know that'll be great because you're a real good cook and I was like I'm
0: never gonna do that that
1: sounds fucking hectic and then there i was cooking for everybody <laughs> on the <laughs> yeah. Saturday morning i was like god damn denise fucking <laughs> so i don't know if denise is listening but shout out to denise because that was exactly the sort of event that she would have loved to have been to yeah. um
0: and daniel i mean daniel's hospitality yes yeah, so a shout out to daniel around. for sort
1: of help me organize daniel, everything and yeah. one thing that one Love thing Becca. that i didn't want to be was like be a tourist in nashville so having someone who is he lived there he could show me sort of the other side of things and do
0: things that aren't necessarily super touristy
1: yeah um was cool for sure so
0: shout out to daniel yep well thanks for tuning in everybody another great week uh catch us again next week uh for our uh next episode of our podcast we really appreciate all of our listeners uh tuning in and uh you know uh keep sharing us Uh, you know community's growing hit us up on discord you know we hack health on discord uh, we hack health on our website. We hack health on Twitter, pretty much everywhere. Um, you know, hit us up and share with your friends and family that you think would benefit it, from it. Uh, but again, we appreciate all of our listeners and keeping us motivated as well. It's great to see all of our successes and the hashtags and all that good stuff coming through. So thank you again. And, uh, later. See you next week. See you next week.